You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. All right, good to have you here. It is that time in the show where we face off over all the fun topics of the show. This is Counterpoint, and tonight we've got Dennis Matthews, whose title I always forget, Marketing with... You finish it. Vice President well, of well, Marketing and Communications. Like, where is my Canada. lineup? Because it wasn't where I thought it was. And there you go, Stephen Ledrew, and you all can, you can say your title too. I'm like, where I'm is not, your I'm not title? A big shot at all. Toronto-based lawyer and broadcaster. There you go. As President, there Liberal Party there you of Canada. Go. Oh wait, it's on the board. It's on the Thank big screen. Thank you so much, Tony. Awesome. All right, guys, good to have you, and nice to have you in person uh, tonight, Stephen. Great to be down here. All right, let's talk about hydro execs because they got their hand. It doesn't even seem like they care about getting their. Hands caught in the cookie jar. Very expensive cookies, by the way. And um, I don't know if it's because they hate Kathleen Wynne. I don't know if they're tone deaf, you know, deaf. But the bottom line is they are wrapping themselves in money at the expense of the Ontario taxpayer to make sure that they're protected if they should lose their job in a couple of weeks. Where are so you it's the this? directors that got the money and uh, the chairman of the board got a lot more money and they've all been appointed by Kathleen Wynne. Mm-hmm. There's an NDP or two on there, but I mean, they all got their jobs because of this premier. And I think they've all lost their minds. I mean, they should be protecting her. Yeah. If I mean, they're political partisans, they should be protecting her and saying, we don't want these increases. Yeah. It, instead, it looks like they are trying to completely sink her out. And normal people are are just offended by this. Yeah, I mean, if Doug Ford um, fires these people, it would be symbolic because it will not fix hydro. But this is the kind of stuff that well, everyday people understand. Yeah, well, you get to the, the well, you get to the point. Yeah, you get to the point where symbolic actually becomes necessary. I mean, to to be paid one hundred and eighty five thousand dollars a year for what, like a one meeting a month uh, board of directors, like it, it's it's mind boggling. You almost think these folks are actually working covertly to get Doug Ford elected with their behavior. It's almost the only conclusion you can come to. Well, Let's, what about the executive, though? What about the, you know, they passed the severance package, an extra severance package, after Doug Ford said, elect yeah. me, I'm going to fire this guy. He's not only screwed up hydro, but he's making an exorbitant amount of money, $6.7 yeah. million. Yeah. They say $10 million dollars for a severance. And, and you know, it's just, it just makes no sense. It's yeah. a great political point for, uh, for Ford. Yeah, Let, he, let's, he just, well, here's the response. Let's listen to uh, Mr. Dennison, who uh, is one of the executives who got the compensation package, and this is how he justifies it. He's the chairman. And of the we board. believe that uh, the level of compensation is a, is appropriate. Uh, we, you know, we've just asked our shareholders to <laughs> which is us uh, give us uh, feedback through the say on pay vote. We had 92 percent of the shareholders of Hydro One vote in favor of our executive compensation practices. Those are very informed What crap? shareholders. They must be in, all, all, all be in except, Ottawa, drinking the water in Ottawa. Except their shares are down 16% on the year. Yeah. Like, but, if but, anything, but their the compensation liberals, should be down 16%. The Liberals had the chance to vote against this. They could have been at the, gener- the, the shareholders meeting today, and they abstained. So yeah. what does that tell you? Their they got caught is, out. And the Premier, yeah. when she was defending this, she just said, well, there's really nothing I can do. It reminds me of 1984, I'm sorry for ancient history, when... John Turner said, I had no choice to make all these appointments. And Mulroney <laughs> Turner said, you did. You, sir, had a choice. So yeah, much Turner say, that was his Premier, knockout. Yeah. You did not have to put up with this, and you acceded to it. You agreed with it. Yeah, absolutely. So does it nag? Does this, like, is this kind of the final nail in, yeah. in Wynn's coffin? Because... Sh- 
Yeah, you know one thing I saw, is. and it, it's it, it's a small thing, but I was watching a little bit of coverage this afternoon, and they went to Doug Ford had his rally there, uh, you know, at the at the site of the meeting, and then the 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 coverage immediately went to the NDP reaction, and you're sort of watching like the Liberals kind of just get relegated to to third place, and and even talking about the issues, and it was a while ago where I think we were on this very program, sort of making fun of the NDP being in the witness protection program, mm. and you know, and here they are, sort of the alternative. Well, it's because to, she's to Doug a, Ford. she's a. Horvath is a lovely woman. She's a charming woman, and she's good on TV, and uh, no one's going to examine her policies. I mean, this cradle-to-grave crap is just crap. Yeah. But, I mean, no one's looking at that. They're looking at it and saying, okay, we don't want this premier anymore. Who's going to be, who do we want for the next four years? And, and certainly premier? no one's looking at their, who would be her caucus, because no. some of them are downright bizarre. Well, let's see. Ho- hopefully what doesn't happen, you know, happened in the 2011 election in, uh, or sorry, the 2015 election, in, or 2011 election in, in Ottawa, where you're electing a member from, who was basically campaigning in Las Vegas, and suddenly they yeah. you know, get elected. <laughs> the, the, bar, the bartender. The bartender. Bob Ray. He was, yeah. Bob Ray is a very intelligent man. He was one of the few people in that government who knew what was going on. Everybody else, you had a, you had a finance minister who didn't even know anything about dollars and cents. Yeah, and that's the interesting, so if you absolutely hate Doug Ford, at least you can say for that party, there's, there's bench strength. There's so you've got a lot there. of really, yeah. really very uh, experienced some people. Some people have said, you know, well, what about his excesses? I don't know what excesses they're talking about, but I mean, he has, he, he will have a strong cabinet. Yeah, Vic yeah. Fideli, you know, Lisa McLeod, Elliot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Rod Phillips. Like, these are people who are like, you know, they're serious players. Yeah, no, they are serious players. But well, you know we, what? There's still a long time in this election. Well, there is, and of course, as we know, the dirt will be flying because now that win has been put back on her heels, they seem to come out of their, they seem to come out of their war room right after these things and drop little items. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what they come up with. But nonetheless, they were after Doug Ford uh, today because one, one whole Ford supporter yesterday <laughs> yelled, lock her up at a rally in Niagara Falls. And this triggered the left. And um, Ford came out and said, I don't condone it. But Wynn said it was very disturbing. So if, um, you know, if we're going to blame one person for chanting this, I don't know where we're at. Let, take a listen to what uh, Wynn said about this. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe in Doug that. Ford. I, 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 let, let me be very. Let me be very clear. I'm. I'm. I don't condone that. Simple as that. Okay. Simple as that. I don't condone it. But there's going to be accountability. There's going to be accountability for the taxpayers for the first time in 15 years. So the party that's most offended, uh, Stephen, is the same party whose campaign manager called this man uh, kind of a dick. And he's the look, guy who's being paid by the taxpayers. Yeah, seventy thousand a month, by the way. Who is managing? So when, on one hand, she pays this guy through our money to call the leader of the opposition a dick, and at the same time, she's calling out this person, one person yesterday. We don't know if that was a Ford supporter or not. That could have been a liberal plant. Could one person yeah. who okay. yelled it out. This like is that's not never like, happened. She well, said this Trumpian and, politics. This is not like Ford said that himself. You know, and, and at the same time, irony of ironies, like somebody who worked for the liberal government is going to jail. Imagine that. But, you know, if we truly believe in freedom of speech in this country, lock her up is not exactly, you know, spear me through the heart terrible. It's, it's, <laughs> look, I've had lots of stuff yelled at me. And so I was like, like what? Lots of stuff, Stephen. <laughs> lots of stuff. But the bottom line is you either believe in freedom of speech and at a political rally, you should be able to say stuff or you don't. Ford handled it right, I think. Yeah. Somebody said something. We don't know it's a Ford supporter. It could be an NDP supporter. Yeah. And they're putting him in a position. He just said, you know, he disavowed it. I don't agree with that. What more can you say? Yeah. Well, what more can we say? It's what more the media can say, because yeah. if they want to keep the story going, they will. Um, but let's talk about the polling that Ipsos did for Global News. And, of course, it is showing Horvath moving up 35%. Ford's still at 40%. Her growth is mainly in lefty belts like Toronto. But what I think is interesting about this polling is that um, Ipsos says it's going to be decided in the 905 outside of Toronto, which means her growth could be stunted. But 
you know, if you go outside of Toronto, they are very angry. They feel like they've mm-hmm. had no voice. Do you yeah. see that happening? Yeah, and it, you know, a couple of things stuck with me from that poll. I mean, and and the biggest one is only a third of Liberals are actually locked in and confident on their choice. So, you know, I think you can see a scenario where the Liberals could go down further, and maybe those folks will go over to the to the NDP. But you know, for for Doug Ford, it's it's spot on in the in the nine hundred five and outside sort of the core of Toronto. And I and I keep coming back in my mind to this sort of just imagine a mom in Whitby who's looking at the issues here. If he wins her and people like her, he's going to win big. Is That's what be, it's coming is down this to. Is going to be anybody but Ford? Yeah. Is that, is that going to coalesce? And so all these people are rising okay. to say, okay, the Liberals are a distant third. If yeah. the shows the polls uh, two days before I, election I, day, they're going to vote for the commies. I think first and foremost, it's a change election. Eighty percent of people want change from win. Yeah. And I think the second is, you know, what do we want change? too. And if it becomes, you know, too much of a referendum on, on Doug Ford, well, maybe that's not going to be, be great for him and, and better for, for Horvath. But this is, this is a referendum on, on sort of changing government. It's just changing to what? But conservatives, you know, they will not go to the left and vote for Horvath if they're not going to vote for, for Ford. They'll simply stay home and sit it out. I mean, conservative, whereas no. the left, they'll say, yeah. oh, I'm not a liberal. Okay, I'm going to go to the NDP. They will change parties to suit their own no, purposes. Are you suggesting that the left has no principles? That you're fickle? Yes, <laughs> frankly, I am. That's a good point. <laughs> you know, the fact that all the unions and everybody on the left now is saying anybody but Ford, it's like, okay, yeah. great, but who are you going to go to? And will those policies actually be changed? But yeah. some liberals who are dyed in the wool liberals will sit on their hands. They did that. They yeah. did that federally in Ontario in, uh, with Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just didn't, they couldn't abide Martin anymore and they just didn't vote. And that could happen again, and I guess the yeah. Ford people are hoping for that. But I think yes. you, look, you look at you look at Ford here. He's got in, in the Ipsos poll. He's at forty percent. He's just mm-hmm. got to hang on to all these people, and he's got three more weeks to do it. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of time. A yeah, it's lot a ton of time. Days. <laughs> it's so much time. All right, quick break here at eight twenty eight ish. When we come back, needle exchanges in jails sounds so great, doesn't it? Oh, you know, inmates drugs. shooting up <laughs> safely. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that coming up next here on Point. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Dennis Matthews and Stephen LeDrew joining me tonight to face off over some of the big headlines today. Let's talk about the story that um, I did at 7:18 involving two prisons, one in Ontario, the other New Brunswick. They will be launching a trial on a new prison needle exchange program aimed at lowering the risk of spreading disease associated with drug use. And corrections officers are not happy. They said we aren't ready for this. We have no way to protect ourselves. And I get that there's a drug problem in jails. But, Stephen, in my mind, you ad- you go after that problem, not be giving you know needles to prisoners so that they can oh. shoot up safely. <laughs> they shouldn't well, be shooting that, up Alex, at all. But the next thing is, of course, well, you know what? If there's a drug problem in jails and we're giving them needles, then we should probably just give them the drugs. Oh, okay. And, uh, okay. <laughs> so we have this whole culture in jails where the government's going to give them drugs. And, I mean, and don't and give them any ideas. Eh? No, yeah. they will be doing that. There'll be yeah. no question. And then the poor prison yeah. officer who is sitting there yeah. trying to keep peace is going to say, you know what? Give me some dope. I need it. Yeah. I, just, just, just keep it going. Let me shoot up with you. You shoot me up, I'll shoot you. Yeah, just keep, keep it going. Give them safes for their guns and sheaths for their knives. And just like you live a normal you live a normal life if you're in jail. No, Ralph Goodale, who's in charge of the RCMP, in charge of uh, corrections as well, yeah. should be ashamed of himself for yeah. bringing this in. It's just the silliest public policy mistake ever. 
Well, well, this was a campaign. This is a campaign uh, promise for them. The health advocates have been asking for it. Okay, the prisoners have been asking for it, and so they gave it to them. (laughs) Well, exactly. Those running this industry. It's an industry. This is one of these policies out there. Yeah, this is one of these policies where you have to be really, really, really smart to support it. And if you have two doctorate degrees, like suddenly this is the best idea on planet Earth. But if you just have some common sense, you say, really? Like we're going to give needles to people in jail to do drugs in an area where there should be no weapons and no drugs. So isn't that really what elections are coming down to? You know, we're going to have all the experts out there, yeah. or as you said, Alex, the health experts, uh, saying one thing, and then the average person sitting there saying, this is absolute baloney. Well, not just We're that, but, some common sense. but the union, you know, the national guy who heads the union said, this is not even, it, jail yeah. culture is not like anything you've ever seen, and they place. will not yeah. hesitate to stab you with a needle possibly try to get you sick or infected it's yeah. not the same culture you can't just give these people no. but Alex, maybe goodale is too smart by half in the sense that maybe he wants all these people to be just drugged out of their mind and give them the right <laughs> drugs and they'll just stay in their cells and in bed all day oh day but, and night well that's what corrections is for yeah, but you just think of how many a big they drug are, den it'll be awesome rehabilitated <laughs> for the most part so just maybe that's what he's trying to do it's like an after hours bar like yeah, the just think of, zone. but just think of how many think of how many situations <laughs> in life where you go through where you get shaken down and go through metal detectors and everything's sharp taken away you know you you can't even bring your toenail clippers on an airplane and suddenly well, we're going to be. That. I don't you know, want to see you doing your toenails <laughs> well, on your Obviously not. But, but you're going to be handing out. Then you're going to be handing out needles in a secure prison. It just like it makes no sense. Yeah. Well, it doesn't. But again, they're doing that's it. Government. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's government. Well, that's some government. I'm surprised yeah. the provincial government didn't come up with this one first. Well, for, no. the, for the inmates and uh, in they're just putting them all in parks. They've got yeah. their plans and they're sticking to it. But they're not coming up with, I think, the solution, which would be to rehab and correct yeah. the behavior, yeah. which is what I thought jail was for. Yeah. Step one: just take away the drugs. <laughs> Brand- yeah, but it also says something about the security, and you, you hinted at that, Alex, is that, really, I mean, if you can't make a jail secure from drugs, and all the checks going in, they make planes pretty secure yeah. from uh, from drugs, needles, <laughs> and uh, and guns, yeah. why can't they do it with jails? Yeah. Ah, because the Charter of Rights. Sorry. Uh, oh, excuse me. I know. Smack me in that, the face. That thing is is really a problem at this point. <laughs> Sorry, don't, don't email us. Sometimes it creates some real headaches. A Brampton teacher diagnosed with cervical cancer last year has been asked to return thousands of dollars by the school board because they mistakenly paid her while she was homesick. And so this young woman who's still going through, I guess, her chemo treatments and trying to get better got a letter from the Dufferin School Board, uh, the Catholic Board, in March saying that, well, we did tell you uh, about this mistake and you're not entitled to that uh, money. So she's now being told, pay back the 7000 Should she? No, she shouldn't pay it back. They shouldn't have asked for it back. What kind of silly bureaucrats? I read that case. I understand that there's a question of whether she was having leave leading up to treatment. And there is some bureaucratic mishmash as to they made a mistake. Well, that three months off was not classified properly mm-hmm. and should have been reclassified as something else. And so, but listen, the woman, she's a young mom. Yeah. She yeah. has cervical cancer. She's still going through chemotherapy. There should be some discretion. This, well, is, not, this is not yeah. unjust enrichment. It's $7,000. A lot of money. $7,000 is a lot of money. Not to a young mom with cervical yeah, cancer. Yeah, sorry. When you're, when you're charging like $1,000 to put in a pencil sharpener in the school board, <laughs> I, I'm okay with this kind of money. So because again, this is, bureaucrats yeah. are stupid on this one. The, yeah, this yeah. is a woman who had to take yeah, time off, yeah. I guess, a little this, while ago for her child who had been born prematurely. So she's already had some issues and, and challenges. But yeah, this like is it's a, a needless PR you know, disaster for the, the school board here. Just like you paid the money, it's gone. Like just... 
let it and go. Who's going to and, challenge it though? And, yeah, that's a question. No, and, and yeah, exactly. And who's going to say, oh, you know what? This this poor woman who has cervical cancer, who had a, a child born, I guess, really premature, three months, you know, before, and and obviously, like she's she's been through some struggles here. Is this really the? Is know, this the hill you want to die know, on? As you say, this is the cost of seven pencil sharpeners at the rate they're paying. Like, just let it go. Well, you would think so, but they seem to just pick all the wrong battles yeah. with this kind of, with all the waste we see in our education system. I think a lot, most people with a, 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 an ounce of compassion would say, you know what, we screwed up, but go. because we screwed up, I would, I would, if they said, you've got to make this phone call and tell her to pay it back, I'd be like, I'm out of here. Well, see, the only good not thing a chance. about this story, Alex, is yeah. that if it had been the Toronto School Board, not only would they have wanted the 7000 back, they would have wanted interest. the way they think up there on young and shepherd they would say well of course we lost interest on this yeah probably well and and, but we need more people elected and fewer people bureaucrats running this place well that would be nice hopefully after june 7th we get that but again uh they've picked this battle and i guess it's going to be up to the media to shame them for them to back off yeah i mean anybody who reads that article there's there's nobody who's going to read that and say oh you know what actually we should go rip go into a bank account and rip that money out i mean she's a sympathetic figure like move on yeah you would think all right, yeah. guys. I'm well, worried about the three weeks, Dennis, but you said, Alex, oh, he's got me worried here now. Three weeks to election day, can Ford hold on to the 40? <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's well, a real big I, issue. I got to be I'm more worried that you, a, a what one-time Liberal Party president, <laughs> has actually started party. to come so far over to the other <laughs> different, side. Different party is. I mean, that was a party that had some common sense. I Do you was know how many people it. I've met like you, the old-time Liberals who say, this is not, I'm not like them? Are you, are you suggesting for a second, Alex, that I should be supporting Trudeau? Well, no, but I'm saying there are normal <laughs> liberals out there who are finally catching on going, I get, I, I'm not with him right. or her. Yeah. I just can't lots, deal with this. Yeah, there are lots, lots of, of you. Yeah. should be very happy about that. And, I know uh, where you live. I'm going to see a blue sign. I take it. Ah, my wife is an independent <laughs> woman. I would never, ever try to control what my wife does in politics. Yeah, two, two blue signs. So, <laughs> something tells me she wears the pants in that relationship. No, she does not. Now, wait a second. That is, that is a calumny. Yes, of course. That is a terrible thing to say. You're, but you know what? A victim. Spouses are independent on politics, aren't they? In now, our house, your, it's all. What is your husband's politics? Well, on our first date... He declared out of the blue because he said, what do you do for a living? I said, I have kind of a political show. Yeah. And uh, he said, well, I'm just going to tell you right now. I love Stephen Harper. And I was like, this is going to be, a, this is going to so work this is working. So he didn't <laughs> like, have to give good. you a ring, did he? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> he didn't have to give you a ring, did he? I was like, we're good. We're bold. I dated was, a bunch was, of liberals <laughs> and they were intolerable. And I was like, you're okay. Oh, wait you're a second. <laughs> no, are you suggesting that liberals are not Sometimes sexy? you're a pain in the rear end. That's uh, okay, <laughs> no, there's no, some, we're just leave it's it sexy that. until you yeah. open your mouth. All right, good. <laughs> Got to go. Stephen Ledrew, Dennis Matthews. Pleasure. Thank right, you pleasure. guys, Thank both you. of you. On Point here on Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.